Hello, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in the wisdom of Chirac. Jesus Chirac and Jesus regenerations. Jesus being the grandson that put it all in the order that it is. We call it Ecclesiasticus. And this is chapter 32. And we move on a little bit. We kind of ended 31 about uh, the feast, okay, and to not overdo it, etc. Now, this is going to kind of continue that because it talks about being made master of the feast, and to, but to fear God in all that. And uh, the part I like here is it sticks up for the musicians to not interrupt them with speech, etc. And uh, the beauty of the uh, uh, feast with the uh, music. And that is absolutely true. What a blessing to this very day. Am I right out there, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, so here we are. Uh, Ecclesiasticus of 32. Verse 1, it says, If thou be made the master of the feast, lift not thyself up, but be among them as one of the rest. Take diligent care for them, and so sit down. So you've done your obligations, and you just become one of the uh, common folk here. Okay, because you humbly, humble yourself. And two, it says, And when thou hast done all thy office, take thy place, that thou mayest be merry with them, and receive a crown for thy well-ordering of the feast. Okay? So you humble yourself, and God will do the exalting. And here you are getting credit for your well-ordering of the feast. Okay, now we're talking about the elder speaking here at the feast, because that's that we need to have wisdom and understanding at the feast. We're feasting unto the Lord here. We're not leaving the Lord out of this. No, 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 no. This is given to you by God to be able to do this, to have the uh, uh, the nourishment there to be given to you. All that's a blessing from God. As Jesus turned the water into wine at the feast, God gave us all our blessings. Okay, in three it says, Speak thou that art the elder, for it becometh thee, but with sound judgment, and hinder not music. Okay, so you have the judgment. You're uh, well steeped here as an elder in wisdom and understanding so you wait for the right time to speak and not to interfere with the music at the feast I like that here in 4 it says and we, we're harmonizing this one with Ecclesiasticus 3 7 and here in that would be Ecclesiastes 3 7 and Ecclesiasticus 27 says, pour not out words where there is a musician, and shew not forth wisdom out of time. Again, there's a time and a place to speak up and to give the pearls 
of your wisdom and understanding to others. It is our duty. However, there's a time and a place that has been explained in Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiasticus to know the time and the place, and this is not during the music. Okay, the music itself, if it's uh, done well and has good lyrics, like the book of Psalms there where you had David and the uh, Asaph family, uh, this should be speaking out wisdom through the lyrics of the song, maybe, see? So, uh, this uh, speech comes in the right time and the right place. Okay, listen to this one, and this is uh, music to the musician's ears here. It says, a concert of music in a banquet of wine is as a signet of carbuncle, capital C, set in gold. Alright, so you see that similitude there and how how good it is and how music just makes the heart merry and goes right along with the feast here. Alright, in 6 it says, as a signet of an emerald, capital E, set in the work of gold, so is the melody of music with pleasant wine, period. And this isn't some rabble-rouser feast here. This is feasting unto the Lord. Let's keep that straight. There was four feasts in the law of Moses. All right? And uh, it, was a, it was a commandment. And the poor could come in and forget their uh, poverty. And that was all in the law of Moses. And here we are uh, with this blessing of the uh, feast and uh, notice the melody of music how it uh, harmonizes with the pleasant wine here in seven it says speak young man if there be need of thee and yet scarcely when thou art when thou art twice asked let thy speech be short comprehending much in few words be as one that knoweth, and yet holdeth his tongue, period. All right. You don't have to have a bunch of flowery words to get a point across. Today, the pharisaical seat is being asked about where is their messiah. Their Messiah is the Antichrist. That's who they're talking about. That's who the Kabbalah and the Zohar are all prophesied that he's coming in our time here in the next either 24 or 25. That's their prophecy. And so when they're asked that question, they just go on and on and on with the big flowery words, never getting to the point. That is a technique of, of uh, putting people's brain to sleep. They use $100 words for 10 cent ideas. They don't get to their point. Uh, the people that are listening fall asleep mentally. And that is a technique that's used. If I have a paragraph, say, and uh, the listener doesn't understand four out of five words, 
it becomes quickly boring and the mind actually goes into a semi-trance and then they can interject through doublespeak other ideas. Here Chirac's telling the youngster to not do that. I mean it's a simple question. Where is your Antichrist Messiah at there Rabbi? So you don't need five million words to explain that. Get to your point. But that ain't what they're doing. In fact, they got a name for their Messiah. You can't even pronounce it. Uh, so, again, and it ain't just there with the rabbis. It's used on the pulpit. It's used well, like Dr. Fauci. He, he would use these big old flowery words to say nothing at all. His lies were hidden by these big words that he himself don't even know what they mean. And the, the thing about it is, he's a dunce. He's an ignorant dunce. And that goes for the people out there with their Zohar and their Kabbalah. Baal is God, right? Okay, you think he is, huh? All right, well, go back to the origin school of thought there, Rabbi, because that's where you came from with your Kabbalah. All right, and then there's a... Uh, the Zohar and then of course the Talmud we can't we can't live without the Babylonian Talmud to tell us when their Messiah is going to be here all right and uh, so don't do that young man don't be like those people with their hundred dollar speeches and a ten cent idea all right and uh, you know when to hold the tongue Nine, it says, if thou be among great men, make not thyself equal with them. And when ancient men are in place, use not many words. Okay, so, you know, we're warned not to interrupt people before we hear what they have to say. We're, we're warned to listen to the elders. Uh, and this is under the influence of wisdom and understanding these particular elders and to go ahead and listen to what they have to say all right now that doesn't give them license just because they're old or young to be stupid biblically stupid all right but yet here we're talking about using the ears now to hear okay and these ancient men we don't want to be over speaking over top of them and uh, you'll run into that out there like I said uh, somebody tried to tell me about the Bible and I asked them plainly uh, how many hours do you have in studying they told me it was none of my business and <laughs> I said okay but I already knew the answer that they had never studied they're parroting what they're getting from YouTube alright and YouTube does not promote wisdom and understanding YouTube promotes deception certainly does from the world government in 10 it says before the thunder goeth lightning and before a shamefast man shall go favor okay once again this is someone with a conscience conscience 
They know how to be ashamed if they do wrong. They don't advertise their sin like it's something good and it's okay. Here it's a similitude as thunder goeth lightning. Before the thunder goeth lightning. Alright, so there it is. And that's your similitude in 10 and 11. Rise up be times, and be not the last, but get thee home without delay. Okay, so you're not staying at the feast and drinking every drop to where you, you need to escort home. All right, here. He's saying don't, don't be the greedy person, and don't be a glutton and stay all the way to the last drop or eat all the food and go back to for seconds and thirds and fourths it says you know do your feasting and then get home without delay 12 it says there take thy pastime and do what thou wilt but sin not by proud speech okay there's that and once again what's coming out of our mouth is it edifying words or this proud speech Pride is evil in the Bible, period. And you folks know I mean the real Bible. Pride is always evil. It is never good, okay? So this is a speech that is not good because it's full of pride. In 13, it says, And for these things bless him that made thee and hath replenished thee with his good things once again here we are and we're being blessed and God gave us these things to enjoy not to abuse but to enjoy there's a time to fast and there's a time to feast but whatever you do you do it with all thankfulness here all right, in 14 it says, Whoso feareth the Lord will receive his discipline, and they that seek him early shall find favor. Period. Once again, folks, your home Bible study, where two of you are gathered together or more, there Christ is walking with you. He's there with you. And uh, here the person's motivated because they what? They fear the Lord. They love the Lord. And notice the discipline of seeking the Lord. How do we do that? Well, I, of course, you have to be reading the Bible for yourself. And uh, finding out what's real and what isn't. That's why it's so important on Sunday how we're... Uh, reiterating the uh, history to why we have the real English Bible, not the fake fraud Orion philosophy. Head of the snake in the occult, they can't be worthy to uh, give us our Bible. Alright, so they're going to axe the book of Revelations, right? And put the doctrine of Hermes in there. It's the shepherd of Hermes. <laughs> which is another uh, code word for the fallen angel Lucifer and their Antichrist. 
and Mount Hermon where the angels came down there, the sacrificial place where Og sacrificed human beings, Mount Hermon. And they're going to take revelations out of your Bible for you. How do you like that? That's the Orion. The origin, Alexandria, School of Philosophy, through Ptolemy and Philo, and this handler between the two of them, Antony, connected directly to the twin libraries. One of them is Pergamos, the other Alexandria, where the Antichrist Alexander the Great was buried, and the other had the seat of Satan right there in Pergamos. And they are not fit to give you any doctrine other than their Antichrist doctrine, their deviltry, their Luciferian doctrines. Oh yeah, they are very capable of doing that. All right. So, fact is that uh, you have the real Bible, and by getting in here and studying and growing, no matter what your age or background is, you're pleasing the Lord, folks. You just are, and there he'll be walking out around with you out there. Okay, and uh, here is the same thing. It's on the same thing. When it says the law, this isn't the revised code book. This is God's law. This is another name for the doctrine law. He that seeketh the law shall be filled therewith, but the hypocrite will be offended, offended thereat. And that's why you have people like the great theologian James White who's sticking up for the Antichrist Bibles and sticking up for the Oreo cookie origin. This heathen that did not believe in God at all. He believed in the occult doctrines of the world and they used Antichrist doctrines to give you fake Bibles. I mean, all of them came out of that. The only one that didn't is the King James. So there he is. He's the hypocrite. But oh, he has those credentials, folks. Oh my. And he'll argue with you. But you'll notice when he starts arguing that he don't bring up the Bible. He just calls you names. And tries to puff his chest out because of his theology background. He never gets to the doctrine. No, 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 no. And that's one of these hypocrites that pretend to be a Christian. That's him. In, eight, in uh, 16, they that fear the Lord shall find judgment and shall kindle justice as a light. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. 17, a sinful man will not be reproved but finding an excuse according to his will and uh, Satanism they say do as thou will is the whole of the law and that was Alexander the Great's philosophy too 
<laughs> yes, indeed, the Antichrist figure there that started the Greco-Roman launch pad there and devoured the whole world. Twelve years the world had no answer for this scoundrel. All right, and there he is in all of that. In 18, a man of counsel will be considerate, but a strange and proud man is not daunted with fear, even when of himself he hath done without counsel. Hey, this is white. And I tell you, he's a dunce. It's like Fauci. Fauci, was a, Fauci is a dunce. He uses the PCR test, and uh, the inventor of that, Terry Mullis, said you can't use it for detecting viruses, and offered to debate Fauci any, at any university that he would show up at, and he would not show up. And it's the same with uh, this white dude who claims that he has all these credentials, and yet he springs directly from the Alexandria School of Philosophy, and he sticks up for that. I, I think he wears a different crown where people can't be found. Now, what do you think of that? All right, I can smell blood. These people are... They are biblical blood shedders. They are out to destroy the Bible. Why would you be sticking up for a doctrine that was going to get rid of the book of Revelation? And he has not taken good counsel, or he wouldn't be on the side of the devil. 19. Do nothing without advice, and when thou hast once done, repent not. Okay, here, what does that mean? Go out, and on whatever subject you have, you get advice from people that you figure know, and then once you dive in there and do it, don't backshuffle. Don't be tossed to and fro. Don't be double-minded. You've investigated. You know your path that you're on. You know the steps you're taking? Do it with all zeal and all strength there in 19. In 20 it says, Go not in a way wherein thou mayest fall and stumble not among the stones. Okay, and that can be the standing stones, folks. You know what they are. They're in a circle. Yes, they are. And they align with the heavenlies on the the timetable of Satan, we've been going over it. Uh, the midget did a great expose of the great wheel and how the uh, uh, timetable goes throughout the year and how it spaces out throughout the year. It's on the, it's on the Sunday call-ins, all right? Uh, and uh, so, But we've been going over it for years, and uh, here you're having your uh, steps guided by God Almighty, by the Holy Ghost. And uh, notice these stones, and that can be idolatry. And uh, places like Stonehenge are on the ley lines, and if you're uh, in the middle of those, 
If you think that's okay, you are stumbling. You'll go down into the pit if you don't change. It says here, be not confident in a plain way and beware of thine own children. Okay. Now, there's two ways of looking at this one here. I always thought that watch out for your turncoat children that grow up and try to skin you alive financially or other. So, uh, but he's telling you that an uninvestigated way where you haven't, you haven't looked thoroughly into what, where you're going, be careful. And, uh, but there's another aspect is, uh, one of the ladies studiers here said, now you could be, keep uh, an eye on your children. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a good side then to this 22. It's not like you're running from them. You're keeping track of them. You're watching out for them. All right, so, uh, well, let's see what it says in 23. In every good work, trust thy own soul, for this is the keeping of the commandments, okay? And they're harmonizing that with uh, Romans 14.5, and uh, see, you have the commandments, so even though it's uh, you're trusting in your own soul here, you're also involved with the doctrine, because those are the commandments. Precepts, law, judgments, commandments, that's all the written word, folks. All right, more on that in 24. He that believeth in the Lord taketh heed to the commandment, and he that trusted, trusted in him shall fare never the worse. Okay, so you're you're trusting in Jesus Christ, and uh, you're you're in the commandment. That's the doctrine. So you're getting the Holy Ghost here, folks. And if you're doing all that, uh, your footsteps are going to be guided here, are they not, here, table people? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I want to invite everyone to uh, look at their last. I don't know how many Sunday call-ins because we're going over the fact of how accurate our King James Bible is and why it's accurate. The miracle of the great gathering of all the documents and manuscripts that it took, it had nothing to do with the Latin Vulgate or any of the origin uh, philosophy uh, manuscripts. Those were completely different and none of their manuscripts agree. Um, we had the great gathering of 5,000 Bibles from across the earth there in 1500 and by 1600 we were ready for the real version of the Bible in English. And that's been such a blessing, but all the evidence is being poured out. That being said, tomorrow we're going to pour more of it out. It's the last page of the intro of the King James Bible, 11 of 11. So I want to invite all of you there. Uh, don't miss it. Uh, you can either call in or get it on the podcast afterwards. So we appreciate everyone studying. And uh, as soon as all that's over, we will get back to the book of Ecclesiasticus. Okay, thank you, people.
拜。